So again, welcome to Bodhi Spiritual Center. We are grateful that you're here today. As many of you know, that tune is basically my uh, lifeboat. And there's a reason for that. You know, we can find ourselves in circumstances and conditions, and they can seem like the realest thing before us. The struggles, the challenges, the disappointments, the deficits. And yet, the celebration of this holy week is to rise up from that and know that that is not the truth of your life. That the circumstances and conditions before you may never change, and you still get to choose who you're going to be about it. So there is a truth of your life that is greater and more real than anything you are facing. You know, metaphysically, Passover and Egypt, in fact, Egypt is, is the, um, the unconscious realm, metaphysically. We always look at scriptural stories here, not literally, but as great teaching stories. So metaphysically, Egypt is known as the subconscious, the, the places that we are unaware of that are wreaking havoc in our life experience. They are the things that are holding us hostage, holding us back. And you know, it took Moses 40 years to move to a high altar of consciousness. Not in fact him himself, but those around him. So it took 40 years of intentional practice to raise up and out of the conditioned paradigm. And there was a great rabbi who said, you know, you can take, I want to find this, you can take the Jews out of Egypt. It is easier to do that than taking Egypt out of the Jews. So you can move location, but wherever you go, there you are. You can move from an enslaved state, but if you don't work at the realm of consciousness, you may get the experience of freedom and you won't know it. So this journey of Passover and of Easter is to wake up to the ideas of how we still subscribe to limitation. So we're going to do a couple things today. We're going to identify that which needs to be crucified within us and that which longs to be resurrected. We're going to let go and let God. You know, the challenge of this teaching is we can sometimes get confused and think that our ability to muscle through life and to demonstrate is the presence of God. And in fact, what that is, is we've just woken up to our creative faculty but allowing God is a whole other thing. You know, we can muscle through life. We've learned to manifest. But can we allow spirit to have its way? So we're going to let go and let God. We're going to align ourselves with our God self. And we're going to allow our personal transcendence and our own awakening to occur. So I want to give you the metaphysics of the word crucifixion. Crucifixion is the wiping of personality out of consciousness. We dissolve the thought of the physical body so that we may realize the spiritual body. You know, the whole big idea was this is not the realest thing. 
You can put whatever chains on me, whatever circumstances and conditions are before me, and still I can rise up and know that there is a greater thing happening here. So in fact, the root of the word crucifixion is crucible, a place or situation that forces people to change or develop. The crucifixions of my life have always preceded the greatest resurrection. So the darkest hours of hopelessness have always preceded my greatest transformation. So wherever you find yourself, whatever dark spot you may be in, whether it is a relationship with a loved one, a bank account, a desire, no matter how dark it gets, there is something on the other side. You know, I posted a picture on social media the other day of my dad and I having lunch. And my dad sat before me and he said, you know, ever since you started working at that place, it seems like you have happiness and serenity in a way I've not experienced. And I could be with my dad in a different place. And what's interesting is I'm not actually allowed in my dad's house. And there's a whole lot of mess around why that is. But that does not change my ability to rise up into a resurrected self and choose who I be with him. See, if I allow the circumstances and conditions of that relationship to dictate the way it's going to go, then I am living at the effect of something. The very nature of the life of Jesus was to come and say, you are not at the effect of anything. You have the divine power and presence of God in you. No matter what you're dealing with, you can transcend that. In fact, Moses and Jesus were both loud activists for the liberation of the spirit. And the notion that one could be liberated from the domination of mind was very scary. There was a strong fear-based paradigm in each of those points in history that said, no, 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 we can't have the people be liberated. We can't have them know their power. There's some wonderful similarities always being recycled in the human experience. And we can choose to be at the effect of them. Or we can choose to say, this thing before me does not limit me, does not hold me hostage. You know, when Jesus was on the cross and... You know, he first said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, yes? And his last words, depending on which book you read, might say, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or if you read Luke, oh, my Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Either way, there's a deep surrender. There is a deep surrender before the resurrection must occur. See, in my experiences in life, when I grip, before I allow myself to just be like, oh, 
There's this building up, building up, building up of resistance, resistance, resistance. And then hopefully the spirit of your being sweeps in and says, beloved, relax. And you collapse and you say, oh, dear God. And that is when the space is made for a new possibility to emerge. So there is, um, there is an old metaphysical term. In fact, I heard it yesterday when I was here with this incredible group of human beings listening to them practice. I walked in and I was in a real funk. I walked in and I was at the effect of the things that were going on in my world. I was at the effect of some very significant first world problems that seemed like they were real. <laughs> These were real problems. And I walked in here, I was like, mm. And all of a sudden I heard them singing and I noticed my energetic body started to shift. There was a raising up of my body. There was an invitation out of my suffering into a high idea. And the word chemicalization came to my mind. It was an old metaphysical term. Chemicalization, a condition in the mind that is brought about by the conflict that takes place when a high spiritual realization contacts an old error state of consciousness. Whenever a new spiritual idea is introduced in the mind, some negative belief is disturbed. It resists. So, you know, when I first started taking classes here, I was like, oh, life's getting a little too good. I'm feeling a little too happy. And I was told, expand your container for good because what most often happens is we hit a limit and the negative belief structure kicks in and says, no, 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 no. It's the egoic mind that is fighting for its life when a high idea comes in. So if you find yourself sometimes sort of like, I'm not gonna surrender to this good. I'm not gonna get that happy. I'm not gonna let it get that easy. Welcome to chemicalization. That is how when Jesus was on the cross, he went, and again, metaphysically, he went from this receptive state of forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, to, ah, Father! What we know is not Father like some man in the sky, but the principle, the Lord within you, the divine principle of life in you. Chemicalization was occurring. A higher idea of himself was emerging, and the immortal self came on the scene. You know, we are not our bodies. We are not these structures. We are divine emanations in the flesh. But this realm is always the outpicturing of first a thought. First a thought. I woke up at 4.30 this morning and was just sort of being with myself and something said go online 
and I found myself at the Unity website. And I all of a sudden found myself at an interview of um, the late Dr. Johnny Coleman, who was the woman that founded Christ Universal Temple, which is where Reverend Galen comes out of. And she said, and this, I know that this is one of her most um, loved declarations. Whatever you think, that is exactly what you will have in your life, world, and affairs. I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. So the world before us is an outpicturing of our consciousness. We say that not to make ourselves wrong. We just say, let's be sober to the power and presence that resides right where we are. You know, when Moses was leading the people out of Egypt, and when Jesus was leading people in his movement, there was a lot of resistance. The mind kept saying, this can't be possible, this can't be possible, this can't be possible. Okay, maybe it's possible, it can't be possible, it can't be possible. Okay, maybe it's possible. And so it is. So where do we flip-flop back and forth? We make our lives difficult by bouncing around in the world of duality and the world of unity. And it actually is, it, it is possible for you to stay deeply anchored in the world of unity, in unitive consciousness. But that does require a practice. She says here, I am the thinker that thinks the thought that makes the thing. See, she had all kinds of limitations as to why she couldn't be who she was. Jesus had all kinds of limitations why he couldn't be who he was. Moses had all kinds of limitations why he couldn't be who he was. You have all kinds of limitations why you can't be who you are. So which will you choose? The small self or the higher self? Every moment we are faced with a choice. Every moment we are faced with a choice. There are a lot of messages happening on this day across the world. The message that I hope we always get from this place is you are the divine made manifest. You are the infinite life of God. You are the holy presence of spirit. You have never been hurt, harmed, or hindered. You have not been broken. You cannot be broken. There is an eternal spirit that moves in you and as you. And when you partner up, all things are possible. So the resurrection, the restoring of mind and body to their original undying state, a spiritualization of our thinking, which precipitates a seemingly miraculous change in the circumstances of our lives. The restoring of mind and body to the undying state a remembering of our holy nature. It is not a leaving of this world. You don't have to die to resurrect. You could resurrect right here and right now. You could rise up into the high idea of yourself. You know, 
when I have had those most dark struggles, it seemed like nothing was possible. But that is when we sometimes go to our knees and say, take me now, Holy Spirit, because this thing I cannot do by myself. So close your eyes for just a moment. Perhaps it came to you in the centering. But I want us to continue to relate to the limiting ideas that we are deeply invested in maintaining. You can only have how much love? You can only have how much good? You can only have how much peace? You can only have how much? What is your break point? Let your belly breathe. When you're ready, open your eyes. You know, Emma Curtis Hopkins speaks of the distinction between the personality and the soul. And in the Jewish mystical tradition, it is referred to as small mind or big mind. The little self or the higher self. Where will we align this day? In a book called The Hidden Power of the Bible, Ernest Holmes refers to Emerson and says, the finite alone has wrought and suffered. The infinite lies stretched in smiling repose. The finite must put on the infinite if it is to be resurrected. See, this material realm is finite. We must put on the infinite if we are to rise up and out of our circumstances and conditions. If that is true for us as individuals, that is absolutely true for the collective. I think there is a crucifying of the old way of doing things. There is a dying of old paradigms. And no matter how uncomfortable that may seem, it is in service of something very good. So we are here to hold the high watch, to hold the high watch in moments of crucifixion for ourselves, for one another, and to hold true to the idea that there is never something that goes down that does not come back up. So I just invite you to take a deep breath as we go into our time of prayer. And just align with the spirit of your being, with the high idea of truth that is you. Imagine that no matter what you are navigating in this moment or as you integrate back into your life, you always have the choice to speak truth in the midst of circumstance and condition, to rise up into the glorious expression of life that is your name, that is your nature.
Praise the spirit of life. Praise the spirit of life as you. Oh, Yahweh, praise the spirit. Recognizing this divine and holy presence that is the nature of life. It is who and what I am. It is the power and presence of God that moves and breathes and has its way in and as me. I am one with this infinite and holy presence. As I am one with this thing, I absolutely know that that is the truth for all of life that there is a divine presence in each of us. So I know and affirm this day that anything that we walked in with as a constriction, a limitation, a false idea, an experience of lack has been laid down. That by the power of this word, there is a shift in consciousness. There is a rising up. There is a chemicalization that has occurred in the body temple, in the mind, and the spirit that is yielding to an idea greater than the one before. I absolutely know that, that is true for every single one of us in this space and for all life on the planet. No matter how difficult it may seem, there is a great idea that resides everywhere. It is an idea of freedom. It is an idea of peace. It is an idea of love. It is an idea of justice, it is an idea of unity. So I invite us to place our attention on any space on this planet where we perceive the experience of suffering, where we perceive the experience of wrong, of evil, and in our mind's eye, may that dissolve. May we hold all beings on the planet as the holy presence of love that they are, as the high idea of God that resides right where they are, such that we may stir in all of life an awakening. Very grateful for this. Very grateful for this word. Very grateful for the fulfillment of this prayer. I know it is done. And together we say, and so it is.